We already just, can't eat in here, and now we're going to be relegated to going like back in the you know coffee room or something. He's like, let's move on. Okay, let's move on. Sure. Are we about as Denver sports fans? And maybe you will remember me asking you this question: Are we as Denver sports fan, fans on the verge of being the beneficiary of two family members connected? You know. Competing with one another, are we about to be the beneficiary that the the, the Cronkies and the Penners like you're not going to have one redo everything without the other not sort of not competing like in an effort to take the other one down, but we're we're not going to be left behind and have my cousin have you know SoFi and we're going to just keep things status quo. No, that's a good point. It's going to be interesting to see. I, obviously. You know, you look at the two venues that um, are, are being played at now with the, with the three major um, sports here, and they're they're getting outdated. So at, at about the same time, probably, and um, I would think that uh, the the approach is like when you when you, you know when you have a lot of money and you like nice things, you want to you know you want to put your stamp here. Um, and we, we've seen it with Kroenke before, right? And like you said, SoFi there in L.A. Uh, making a big-time move. And now, you know, what does it look like here? We'll see. And we're not quite sure what, what this other situation is going to look like. But they just put $100 million mm-hmm. in just to, like for the next, I don't know, what, what's when's the lease run? Five, six, seven years? Yeah, the, year, yeah something yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's whatever yes, it is. But, yeah. like, it's, you know, $100 million for f- five to eight years? It's a lot. But... You, know, you so? want it, huh? You think so? <laughs> I see, yeah. See, I, I don't think, think it's so. a lot. I think it's a lot of money. Um, I do not think so because I think it's because, a lot of money to put into a a stadium when you've been here for six months or one year. Yeah, you yeah, know, no, I, no. I think it's it's a big commitment because I think a lot of people would look at it, Zach, and and I know what you're saying. Like when you look at the grand scheme of building a stadium, it's not. But a hundred million is a hundred million, and when in the grand scheme, of, I think a lot of people would look at it and say. You know what? I'm moving out of here. I'm moving out of this house here in five years. I am not going to continue to dump hundreds of millions of dollars. That's got to come from somewhere. I mean, yes. it's not coming out of the air. Like so, that's money that could be going elsewhere. And that's not like a hundred dollars. That that's a hundred million. You don't think it, that's a lot? I don't. Oh. Because if you're talking about a stopgap for the next five years, take the one hundred million and divide it by five. Twenty million. Per year for the next couple of years to to to, to be a little a uh, uh, super glue or flex seal as you're you know building elsewhere, I think it's the right thing to do. But believe I'm not yeah. trying to minimize what they're doing. I think this is what they had to do to just just try to you know stay above water in terms of like the scoreboard. 
That, I don't know what it didn't have to do. The scoreboard the scoreboard wasn't it wasn't like 2023 great, but it was you know it was like it was below 2001 great. Yes, I was just going to say it's below the industry standard for right. an NFL stadium. No, and, you're right. And they changed right. it. They did the right thing. I, right. I, I, I but I'm just saying some owners would have said, you know what? Hey, we're just going to make do for five years, right? Because you know you're coming out of your pocket, right? You know, right now uh, a lot of money to make a big commitment and just. I think some people would would go the cheap route, right? I, I, like, I get it. It's in the grand scheme of things in the NFL, hundred million renovations. If you're looking over five years, if you're going to do it like that, um, it's not like the biggest investment ever. But I think you have some owners that would say, you know what? Right? No, no. This, but because that's clearly no, not them. No one's going to care in seven years or eight years when we build this new stadium Correct. that we cut some corners or that this thing. I think you just look at the what it would look like and say, well, this is why we're leaving. Look, it's falling apart. We're going to have to spend $200 million to fix that. We don't want to do that. Let's just build us a nice new one. And I think a lot of maybe some people, a lot of people would have done it that way. Our group decided not to, which I think is awesome. I think it's a great thing. And in no way, shape, or form am I trying to say, you know, the uh, the, the Broncos ownership group was, was being cheap at all. No, what what, what no. I think it is, is we know we're going to move. And we're not going to fix the roof. Of the house, in a house analogy, yeah. we're not going to redo the roof, but you know what? We're going to redo the front door. It's just, it's not a good look. It's too old. It's the same door that's been on since the initial build. We're going to replace that. And it's sort of the front porch of things. The screen's a big deal. I think that, I think James is wrong. Like, them redoing the screen for the next four or five years, that's a big deal for the game day experience. Them repairing the Wi-Fi or, you know, widening the bandwidth of it. I think that's a big deal. Adding more and more restaurants, you know, uh, to get you through the next half a decade. You know what it is? It's a first-class way of doing things. Yes. Right? Agreed. It's like, hey, we're doing things first class. This is the way it's going to be. We want to, um, you know, that, that's just the way we're going to operate. I think that's the message it really sends to me. I don't know what it looks like in five years. I don't know if it's 10 years now. I don't know what the lease looks like or, you know, are they going to move for sure? Not sure all of that stuff, but, um, you know, right now they're putting money into it. And that's just the first first class way of doing uh, business. And, and I love it. Me too. Uh, I I said to you um, during training camp, one of my biggest sources of optimism for the Broncos organization is, in fact, the new ownership group. Um, you know, we, we talk about the players, talk about the games, but when the right ownership is in place, as this town and this state and this region experienced with Pat Bolin for so long, when the right ownership is in place, you know, it's just it, things tend to just be smoother and it's a unified voice and you know, I, I, I am very optimistic about where this is going. I think the turf last year for the last game was a good microcosm of yeah, it. Look at that. You know, we're right. going to spend four hundred grand for one football game to you know for player safety. We're going to spend $100 million to get us through. We're not just going to leave the house as is while we're building a new one. So, But I'm, do you think there could be some, um, you know, arms race or however you want to call it? Hey, I'm competing against them. And, I hope you so. You know, they just won two, two championships. I got to get me one here and... You know, I'm going to build, you know, Stan thinks that that thing over there in SoFi is great. Wait till he sees the thing that we build here. I mean, you think that could be I do. the case? I do. And and, and, and that is my uh, deep hope because if that's the case, and it's going to be healthy competition, make no mistake. I'm not trying to say this guy versus this guy and there's any right. sort of yeah. ill will no, no, show no. him up at right. Christmas. Like, not at all. Not at all. Car. <laughs> right. It's like, no, not at all. I think it's a healthy competition of keeping up with the Joneses. And if that's the case, we as Colorado sports fans will all be the beneficiary of it. That's yeah. my hope. No, I think that's well said. And we'll, and we'll see. Um, 
and you know what the next five or ten years looks like for Empower and also Ball Arena. Yep. So yep. Who gets a new stadium first? Wow. Um, I say Ball Arena. I just think that can happen quicker. And you're already there. You're already on the land. Yeah. We don't know what the future of the land situation is with the. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's. Yeah. Okay. Good conversation. Good conversation. Uh, extremely relevant uh, after what we learned yesterday uh, from, from KSE. Okay. Uh, Do you think that could be any kind of possibility at all, though? Like I mentioned earlier, I know you said that um, um, they, they already had plans to possibly, you know, knock down Elidges or whatever. But, like, any any chance that they, they just decide, hey, let's go out here. We got the Broncos Stadium. We'll put a new ball arena out here. And, you know, that, that land that ball's on now, we'll just make it whatever. I don't know. You know, you can just do whatever you want with that. But let's just go out there and, and do something totally new. And we can still, you know, Cronkies, we still can develop where we're at now. Yeah. And it'd be fine and, you know, probably make a ton of money on that. I think it's a possibility but once they went into a microphone and said, this is what we're on schedule to do and the exact amount of money that it was going to cost, it seemed like they're already kind of down that road. That's where they, that's of, where they, yeah. Yeah. So, but you never know. Um, but yeah, that's, I think it will be separate, but we'll see over the coming, uh, coming years. I, I teased in the George Payton. We'll talk about George Payton in, in a little bit because we, we definitely will. We're going to hear from the general manager. Oh, you teased in the George? I did. Then why didn't you started? I, I don't. Because I, I it, felt like we had, it felt like we had unfinished business okay. with that conversation. So, we'll, so now we got unfinished George Payton. That we're going to kick the can down the road for, okay. for a little bit because we'll, right. we'll we'll finish with that as we tease into the segment of that we'll be taking that press conference live. I would imagine with Sean Payton and George Payton. And they, they'll be on today around two o'clock. Yeah, so cannot Sweet. wait. Should be fascinating, yeah. um, fascinating to hear what the dynamic is. And I have a couple questions. Albert, of you're going to have Albert O. You're going to have the Will Lutz, and so it'd be good to you know hopefully get some answers on, yep. on those. Yep. Well, a bang a Yui and circle back to that conversation. But in the meantime, we are just a couple days away. From Coach Prime's debut in black and gold, what does our gut tell us about one of the most unique experiments in the history of college football? That is coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Man, we are just a couple days away from Coach Prime's debut uh, up in Boulder. Now, I, I know they won't be at Boulder uh, this weekend. They'll be right. down in Fort Worth, right? Uh, yeah. We're the home of TCU, the Horn Frogs. Uh, did you watch any college football this past weekend, the week like double zero? Trying to th- Maybe got boat raced by Notre Dame, USC, had the night game. No, watched nothing. Okay. Watched nothing. Um, Me either. Like, n- yeah. not, not a tip. If I was in town, I probably would have been all over it. Yeah. Is that a bachelor party? Just didn't work it in. Um, Both this- those games weren't very good. You know what I mean? Like, well, USC was a little bit closer, I think, than most people thought. They're, like, middle of the game, uh, and they kind of they ran away, away with it yeah. then, right? But Notre Dame just curb stomp Navy. Yeah. 42 to 3. Um, Dude, it gets real. So, like st- starting Thursday, th- th- Thursday evening, uh, we are going to see Florida 
at number 14, Utah, on ESPN at 6 oh. o'clock here locally. And that was that was a must-see TV last year. It was. Right? And it was really the breakout game for Anthony Richardson, who really had a lackluster season statistically. But that game, it was like, oh, my gosh, this dude is on the map. It's like scrambling for two-point conversions and looking like a combination of, I don't know, Robert Griffin III and Andrew Luck. I mean, he was like just incredible uh, that night. So we're going to see that. We're going to see Nebraska at Minnesota on Thursday night as well. And start looking at that Nebraska team yeah. who will be coming into Boulder here. Well, that's a good one. Uh, in a couple of weeks. Yep, that'll be fun. Um, and then on a Friday evening, we're going to see, uh, you know, Miami in action, Michigan State in action. And then on Saturday, it's like Katie bar the door. Uh, TCU hosting Colorado, uh, big noon kickoff on Fox. Uh, Michigan, number two, Michigan's going to be in action. Uh, old, uh, number 22, Ole Miss is going to be in action. Uh, Iowa, Oklahoma, um, Texas. Uh, we'll get a look at, you know, number 11, Texas. Notre Dame will be back in action. Wisconsin, Auburn. I mean, this weekend is so really. Everyone's playing. Uh, n- nope, nope. Not everyone. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. So, um, but we get to see the debut Sounds of Prime like here. Name and everyone. What does your gut tell you about what we're in store? I'm not asking for a prediction yet, but what does your gut tell you about this really one-off experimental uh, overhaul of an entire college football program? Um, it's been necessary. It's been fun watching Coach Prime. He's been everything as advertised during this whole process, right? He's doing it his way, and he's got his own unique style, just like when he played football. You know, he was a one-off, and um, that, that, that's his approach here. So he's got that charisma. I mean, look, this is this was, you know, the worst program or, you know, top three worst programs in all of college football last year. You're trying to turn it around. There's going to be, you know, uh, some you got to take drastic measures. And it's not always going to be fun in games. And so you're going to have some bad stories come along with this stuff, some hurt feelings, right? People kids are going to get their feelings hurt when they told them when when they get told they're 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 not real Louie. That that fake Louie, and oh, they got to no. go. Yeah, you didn't buy the real one. That fake Louie. Yeah, that wasn't good enough. So you you got to go. Um, that's just part of the process, right? So, uh, but it's been it's been entertaining, and you know we'll see what it looks like. It's it's the first step here. My only hope here is that you know it's not doesn't get ugly early in the season. Not even talking about this game. Just early ugly in the season for CU. They got a long way to go, right? They had a lot of. Turnover usually that doesn't equal instant success. Takes time usually, um, but this is kind of like trying to do it quickly, uh, which is great. Obviously, the talent is better now, uh, but overall, it usually takes time. And then I, I don't want the shine to wear off of Dion. Right is where I'm at. Right, and so if it's if if, if it's if this season turns out to be a disaster, what would, what, what would represent a disaster? I, it's hard for me to say, uh, Zach. I just think that, you know, a lot of blowout losses. Okay. Okay. I mean, because you could have you could have three wins. I can't tell you with wins. You could have three wins and it not be an epic disaster. Like, oh, my gosh, they played USC close. They played Utah close. Like, you could have some close games, right, where they're competitive. So, so now we're excited about next year. But you could have a three-win team that's a disaster of a team, right? If those, I don't know, how many games they play, 11 or 12? Uh, ooh. So, whatever. I'll tell you one second. It doesn't matter. So, like, if you're three and eight, let's say, you're 12. Three and nine. Three and nine. 
and, you know, those three wins were close wins, and the nine losses were, you know, blowouts. You lose to Arizona. You lose to Arizona State. You know, you don't upset anyone, and you're not competitive. That's a disaster. So, well, my, I think our eyes can tell us. Like, I think we'll all be very aware. I, but I don't want that to I want to keep the momentum, you know, because this thing is going to take time. I don't see a six- or seven-win team out no. there. But maybe in two years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's keep this momentum going in the right direction, and like you don't—if it just stops, then what does it look like? Right. What does it feel like? Are right. you still able to to recruit the way that you were able to recruit? You know. Um, and so that—that's kind of that's my biggest concern here. How about you? How, what's what's your feelings? Um, <clears throat> quick house cleaning. Absolutely, everyone plays this weekend. So sorry about that. Um, but and you're going. Oh my God! You're going. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Clemson, Florida State, Florida. They're all playing this week. I'm like, is everyone? You're naming 20 teams, dude. We don't. That's why we're already over segment because you had to name 30 teams. That's like okay. My bad. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm looking forward to giving my like. Looking forward to giving my official prediction. Good job, House Clayton. Knuckles right there. Good job. Go ahead. Sorry. Got to own it. Just got to yeah. own it. That's Made right. a mistake. That's right. <clears throat> I thought this past week was like double zero. This weekend was week zero. Then the following week is whatever. Um, I'm worried about a couple things with CU. Uh, offensive and defensive line. They got three total starters over 300 pounds. That's not good for stopping the run and running the football. Um I question if something happened to Shador Sanders. Yeah. It's like they could be, I don't know if they're going to score points. Um, and then and then the other thing I question is they're not going to be a winner this year. And is this current group of basically transfers, whether they were they were uh, Power 5 cast-offs or FCS transferring up or whatever the case, do they stick together from a culture standpoint? Because from a culture standpoint, you have truly thrown a bunch of moving parts together and like you ever seen like the inside of a watch, how many little parts it takes to get that thing cranking and you just things need to be in sync and and tight fits. And when stuff goes wrong, do you have a group of mercenaries that were sold on a dream to come to Colorado or can they keep the group together? Because losses are going to come. And um, that's 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 a big question I have in the month of like October. So, yeah. OK. I we'll, like it. Yeah, we'll 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 see. We still have a couple days to break it down uh, and look forward to giving that official prediction um, that I got a bunch of hate for last year, and I'm still. I'm, <coughs> we were talking a little CU buffs the other day, and um, uh, oh uh, Nova 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 was still the Nova Air Force still has some um, Bison burger left over from last yeah, year in the freezer. Yep. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, all right. <laughs> that, that brings back good memories right there. That's funny. Yes, it, yes, it does. Um, okay, we'll give our official prediction a little bit later in the week. Maybe Thursday uh, would be a good day for that. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout. Take a quick timeout. Uh, we're going to hear from George Payton, general manager of the Denver Broncos, here in a few minutes. We're also going to hear from Sean Payton. That's at the top of the hour. But in the meantime... How did an under-the-radar Monday night game at Coors Field turn into a full-blown national conversation? That's coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Too much about it. 
Is this the police? Sting? Oh, man. I like the song, I just don't know who it is. Tom Petty. Oh, damn, that's your guy. Sorry. But see, like, you know, Tom Petty... Like, obviously awesome, got a lot of hits, but some of them are like, you know, yep. you, I know this song, mm-hmm. good song, like yep. this song, yep. but didn't know it was Tom Petty. Yep. That right? was my first experience watching him live, not knowing his catalog, being like, wait, I know this song. Oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. Oh, we got the K-Super Fan Football Pick'em. Can you beat the fan host? Weekly winner gets 250 bucks to King Supers. The grand prize winner gets groceries for a year. Register now at denversports.com slash picks. All right, man. We uh, roll along here on a Tuesday. Uh, That's almost got Thursday vibes to it. Been a fun show. Tuesday, Thursday vibes. Yeah, been a fun show. You know, those Thursday shows, you start looking at Friday. It's like the week's officially rolling downhill. Uh Uh-huh. For whatever reason, today has kind of had that energy to it, in my humble opinion. Well, there's um, a lot going on. You know, it's a fun day, um, you know, for us, not for a lot of NFL players, right. but we're reacting to, you know, who the Broncos are going to look like, who they're going to be this year, right? Now, there'll be four or five guys that make this team that won't be there in a week or so or maybe a couple of days. Uh, but, you know, the, the majority of the team is taking shape. Mm-hmm. And that means, you know, today's like really for us, the end of camp, this today is the start of the 2023 season. I like so that. I think you know we can see the season happening, a lot of news happening for us to react to. And so anytime we usually have these types of days, it's usually a fun show. Yeah. And it has been um again, not a fun day for Albert Okuwebunam or um Montreal Washington. Uh, not a fun day for Melvin Gordon, who Uh-oh. we just found out in Baltimore has been released. Keep your head up, baby, like your nose bleeding. Uh, released by John Harbaugh and the Ravens. We'll see what's next that for, you? for Melvin. <laughs> um, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Gosh. Sorry. <clears throat> um, we'll see what's next for, for, for Melvin. Um, what did you think of the, the... You have hate in the heart, let it out. I'm sorry about that. I got to let it go. Um, <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Uh, how did an under-the-radar Monday night at Coors Field turn into a full-blown national conversation and national headline? Wild situation. It's on ESPN just now. They're interviewing Acuna. I mean, it's, yeah. Tell me. Talk to me. I mean, it's the seventh inning, and, you know, the Rockies are getting drilled per usual. Um, <laughs> shame on me for betting the Rockies plus a run and a half. It's, it's just silly. Stupid. Poor yeah, not against the Braves. We, we we do have the under to look forward to cashing. Oh yeah, that's that's a layup. It, the regret is you just didn't absolutely I know. hammer it. That's when when I look at them like, damn, like I should have quadrupled that bet. You know, <sighs> like what was I thinking? That was a. But I think they started six rookies last night, or they at one point they had six oh, rookies on the wow. field. It's wow. you know, it, hey, look, that's the way it goes here uh, for for right here right now. But it's the seventh inning last night um, out at Coors Field, and this dude ran onto the field. And he wanted to take a selfie with Acuna. And he puts his arm around him. And next thing you know, the security people are, you know, try, trying in, in earnest to make their way over there. And they tried to pry off this dude. And while they're trying to pry off this person who shouldn't be on the field, another guy is running out onto the field. Were they buddies? I, I don't know. 
I think there would be like a coordinated selfie attack, right? Like, hey, I'm coming from left field. You come from center field. And let's let's pull this off. I think another guy jumped out of the stands too, oh, no. and then jumped back into the stands. So a third guy, oh wow, a third guy jumped onto the field and then realized, like, uh oh, yeah, like th- th- this has already been foiled. Tried to jump back into the stands, and then dudes were like, no, 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 you're, we're we're coming after you. Oh, you so must... they went up in the stands. Oh after no, him. yeah, like you're so, gonna get the same penalty, right? Like they're not. It's not gonna be like, well, you only get. You know, four hours in jail. You get the Chubb bid. The other guy gets a Judy bid. <laughs> That's not the way it works. Like you're both getting the Judy. You're both. You're gonna be overnight. Yeah, you're, you're gonna overnight. be overnight. Yeah. You're gonna get the full three course meal. Yeah, you're just lucky. It's a weekday. Meals. You don't have to Bam. stay through the weekend. That's right. Yes. Um, don't ask me how I know that. Yeah. Uh, so so anyway, this is just a wild scene. Acuna ends up on his back. His feet are like in the air. I mean, the whole thing is just you're talking it, about the second best player in all of baseball. Yeah, right? quite you literally. Know. Quite I mean, like one of our um, middle-aged security guys that not in the best shape, just roll up on his ankle like he's out six to eight. Could you, you know? Imagine? Could you imagine? Like, oh, they're you know, his ACL. He just had repair last year. Well, oh, you, you just snapped that one. You know, our, our, I mean, what are we? Like, what are we do? Security guards roll on the ground in a Kuna like yeah. These are one of the faces of baseball, literally at Coors Field. I think they're World Series favorites right now. Yes, they should be. Um, and, yeah, and Cunha out six to eight. Right, got rolled up by the security guard at Coors Field <laughs> on the Rockies' way to a hundred losses. Oh my goodness! Uh, I don't know. Look, I saw it last night. I see, you know, the Rockies are getting criticized, and they, they got to be better prepared security. But I'm like, dude, you can't prepare and and have security at all entrances to the field, right? You just can't. And most of these security guards are. Past their prime, okay? You know, like middle-aged and overweight. Yep. Okay? Um, so they're not going to be able to run down a 22-year-old that gets onto the field. Yep. Right? It's just not going to happen. So, like, I, I take the stance of, like, what do you want them to do? You know, you, you got to be as aware as possible. The people, But if you really, like, that's your goal going to a game, that's your goal going to a game, like, I want to get on the field. You're a loser. That, well, <sighs> No, seriously. No, 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 no. Yeah, I got it. Yes. I, yeah, that's that's just stupid. What what are you doing? It ought to be like, that, that ought to be a new law. I think, I think everyone could agree on this. Like, if you're that dumb and you want to do it, you're, you're, you're going to the pen for two weeks. Two weeks minimum. So if you want to take that chance and go on to a sporting event field or, or, or court or whatever the case may be, any kind of professional sporting event, and, and you want to do that, Two weeks. You're, you're, you're getting locked up. To, we can all agree on that. All 50 states, all political parties, like we're agreeing on that. You're getting two weeks worth of jail time. So think about it. And then and then if one or two people that happens to, everyone will take notes. Oh, like, damn, that's not even worth it. Yeah. But let <clears> me <throat> go back to my point before you said that. If that's your goal, going to a game and you want to get on the field, you're going to get on the field. They're not going to be able to stop you, Right. I mean, all you have to do is scope it out a little bit. You can find a spot to get on and go where you want to go. You know, you can just do it. You got nine innings of baseball to figure it out. You're going to be able to figure it out, right, to where those guys turn around for one second. You just jump. I mean, it's not like you're jumping over a barbed wire fence or something. I mean, so I just, I was like, what really, if somebody really wants to do it, it doesn't matter what your security situation is. They're probably going to be able to do it. My idea for punishment for these guys, and I, I'm not—I'm not joking. Um, 
Have you ever seen the movie A Bronx Tale? Uh, is that with De Niro? Yeah. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Like, like great movie. But, yeah. but, but, but whether yeah. you've seen it yeah. or not, whatever. It's, 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 it's a great movie. And there's this scene, and I'll get most of it right, because I haven't seen it in years. But there's this scene where they have this, this bar. It's like their Italian bar. And these, like, bikers come in. And they're like, you're not supposed to, you guys got to go. And they're, like, disrespecting the place. And it gets to a point, they shut the door to the bar. Uh-oh. And there's a famous line in the movie. It's making my hair stand up. There's a famous line in the movie. They lock the door. He goes, now you can't leave. Mm. We wanted you out. Did, now you can't leave. That's the famous line from the movie. And they beat the tar out of these bikers. Now, you want on the field? Perfect. Put time on the clock. Yeah. Now you can't leave. Uh-huh. Two minutes on the clock. Yep. Anything goes. From the players, security, you jump on the field, you get the tar beaten out of you in front of a live audience. You don't even get shown on TV because now the days they don't show it. They used to show this stuff on TV. Um, now you see it through social media, like right. phones and yeah. stuff. But it's like, I would love that. Like, you want on the field? Perfect. Now you got you got to be out there for two minutes and whatever happens, happens. Mm, that's not a bad idea. Oh, you just take him away to jail for a week straight. Like, you're going in the pen for a week. I mean, who's going to be jumping on the field? For, is it worth a week? In jail? Hell no. Just for a selfie? Dude. No. Right. Right. So, like, until you have, like, serious consequences for your actions, you're going to have dum-dums that do things like that, and it's not the security guard's fault. You know, some of these security guards have been, you know, this is a retirement. Right. They're not, they're not, you know, I don't know. Spring chickens, yeah. Yeah. Conditioning yeah. test for them, you think? Do the three comb. For the, for the, well, pass the three comb, then you can be a security. Well, 20-yard <laughs> shuttle. All right. Uh, guess what? What? We have breaking Broncos news in real time. Hang tight. It's coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station. 1043, The Fan. You got a fast car. And I want to take it to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. I'm down on this song. This is like play too much. It's like that catchy um, Ed's Carolina Tales, California deal. I don't even think this is the the best song of the year. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Why would you play this, Kisner? Well, Drew requested it. Drew. He's not here. And he's not even here. The original is Tracy Chapman. This is Tracy Chapman. No, No, this is is Luke Combs. He he did the... uh, Oh, gotcha. He He redid it. Got it. But it's like, like you turn it on, you know, KYGO. And, I mean, they play it all the time. Okay, this is kind of like I have no idea. Hit. And then after the first, like, two weeks of listening to this, I'm like, all right, I, I'll go back to Tracy. Like, is it, is it, is it, so it's got to be on the chart, right? Oh, I'm it was sure. number one. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What about Zach Bryan? Are you a fan of him? Yeah. Of course. Man, I was with the, the, the boys. Kisner? Hell no. What? No. I could say a bunch of sentences too and make that a song. Why does he keep saying uh, that? What do you mean? It's I'll, all it's all just one long sentence. I'll just say this. I, but he I, sings it. I'm not in the weeds with this. I'm not in the weeds with this. But uh-huh. this bachelor party week, I had no idea who Zach Bryan was. They were playing that new album he just released like this past week. Is he singing religiously? That thing was jumping. Who sings that? That's Bailey. Bailey Zimmerman. Okay. Yeah, they had that album going. Yeah. It's like I like this a lot. I had no idea who Zach. But we'll see. All right. Um, Got a lot of guys passed their prime at that bachelor party. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. There's no question about it. That was funny. Um, Seeing pictures. (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you about the uh, King Supers fan football pick'em. Can you beat the fan hosts? 
The weekly winner gets $250 to King Supers, and the grand prize winner wins groceries for a year. Imagine you coming home and telling your significant other that we just won groceries for a year. Oh, yeah. Or even if you just put 250 bucks for that week, that makes buying uh, buying groceries uh, a a lot easier. Um, You can register now at denversports.com slash picks. It doesn't cost anything. There is literally no downside. Just play it, follow along every week. Uh, slate wipes clean. I already week. got my picks in. Did you? They're in. Signed up yesterday. You said you're signing up during the uh, show. Have you signed up yet? I did not. Once again. Still time left. Yeah. No, that, no, there's not. Who did you pick Buffalo against the New York Jets? Monday Night Football. I think I would have picked Buffalo. Okay. And then that game's and in New York. It's in New York. Yeah, but I st- you still got time to change it. You know, yeah, I yeah. wanted to make sure I got my picks in. There's a few that could be changed. Um but yeah, usually it takes time there with with the Jets a new 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 situation. But I'm not a. I think you know this could be like you said a, a step back year for Buffalo also. So we'll we'll see. Um, but I can't wait. Looking forward to it. All right, we got some breaking news. Breaking Denver Broncos news. How about this? The Broncos. I'm excited. What is it? Traded. You better not say for Will Lutz. You better have something better. The Broncos traded tight end. Albert Okuwebunam and a 2025th seventh round pick to the Eagles for a 2025 (laughs) for a 2025 Philly sixth round pick. So the the Eagles are getting Albert O and a seventh round pick in exchange for a sixth round pick in return for the 2025 draft. So you're like, wait a second, no, no, they you guys already told me earlier today they waived Albert O. Adam Schefter said seven minutes ago, Broncos planned to waive tight end Albert Okuwebunam, but before they officially turned his name into the league office, they got interest from the Eagles. Thus, another trade with Albert O now off to Philadelphia. Okay, and I did mention yesterday he could be traded. That he could be traded because of that game he had. Yeah, And then you have a team like the Eagles who uh, I would think that he would have to pass through waivers first. Right, and they are on the back end of the waivers claim because they played in the Super Bowl last year. Of course, they knew that someone probably would claim him, so they say, "You know what? If if you throw that his name out there, team goes, oh, let's go ahead and try to you know jump in front of this thing, and we'll give them basically nothing, and be able to get him." Right? Broncos get a six, Eagles get a seventh, and you get Albert O to take a chance and and, and see what he looks like in your offense in your scheme. Yeah. Right. So okay, all right. At least you get something, though. Better yeah. than nothing. Yeah, be- yeah, better than nothing. You're going to move on from him anyway. All so right. you get a little, you get a little juice with the trade. The tight end in uh, Philly is, of course, Dallas Goddard. The backup is uh, Jack Stoll, who played at Nebraska once upon a time. Then the other guys I've never heard of, to be honest with you. Um, so maybe there's an opportunity. Uh, D Mac just jumped on with hey. us. Um, Alberto traded. How about that? Uh, we just we we ran with the news that he was waived. That was not the case, <laughs> apparently. Well, it's never official till they submit it. Yep. But they get the news out there, obviously. And you're right, Brandon. He was obviously gonna stoke. He was gonna be claimed by somebody else. So you know. So hey, how how many other teams were interested in Alberto? You know, the, the Eagles obviously thought somebody else was out there, and then they had high value. I bet there were five or six teams that would have put waiver claims yeah. in on Alberto. Like, what, I mean, I think teams look at him as intriguing because, yeah. you know, hey, 6'5", 255, yeah. I can run a, you know, four five five forty. Well, he's and it's a, big and physical. 
And you just saw him make plays. Yeah, so you're going to take a look at him. I understand Mark Schlereth wanted to ruin his career er, earlier with video. And, <laughs> and and he's right. Mark's right. That's not what Alberto does well. Not at all. He does. He's not a goal line, tight end blocking guy. And that looked embarrassing. Mark wasn't wrong about any of it. But that drives coaches crazy when you are 6'5", 255, and you can't, like, and you get pushed around no like doubt. you're... 155. But Mark also didn't include the highlight of him making a one-hand uh, dive um, uncover- uncoverable by any linebacker in the league. He didn't point that out, too. So what's your true value? And I think every team, in my opinion, if you're set up everywhere else... And KKFN, 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 KKFN which one on the board. You, you can't you're do so it. Sloppy. You're, you're, you're stumbling what over your words. I'm not. Yes. I'm not. You look because like Alberto trying to block. Me. You're like Alberto trying to block. Because you interrupted yeah. me. You're not, you can't. I started it. You know I got there. And then you interrupted me. Well, and then, then what's going to happen? I'm going to stutter even more than I normally do. This is KKFN. KKFN HD1 Long Monday. Oh, God almighty. You're so, sometimes you're so as I'm saying... <laughs> You just sometimes you just. I gotta go play golf. Uh, no, go ahead. Dude. So Max, I'm just saying. Listen, if you can afford it, a positionless playmaker. That's who Alberto is, and I don't think he's not. Well, no, I mean that's that's exactly who he is. He's a positionless player, and that does not fit a lot of teams. No, it doesn't. No, no, no yeah, yeah, I, I miss, I misunderstood. You, 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 you have to have a certain type of team to value a positionless player, and you probably have to be a high-level successful team already that you can sort of afford that, and your culture, it doesn't really matter. His like problem, Philly, like Philly. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Philly's right. perfect. It is, because they Philly's got players perfect. all around him. He's not asked to come in there no. and be a 100-yard receiver uh, a game to be successful. Dallas Goddard is a starter. The the only I think the well, you know that, what you know what Philly does in short yard situation anyway yeah, yeah the quarterback the push, push. right they don't yeah. care about a guy so but Anyways. my thing the the negative with Albert O also I don't shouldn't be just piling on Albert O but is the fact that he doesn't play any special teams well they were right? trying though they were and, trying but he doesn't nope. and um and and, and, he, and he doesn't block well and he's like sometimes like not he doesn't block well he's like an awful awful blocker I mean that's that's such a huge negative. You just got to be a force in the passing game to overcome those things, and he just, you know, oh, he just he had a good last couple weeks, man. He did, he did, really good. but better, 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 better. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, I'm okay. But w- w- sure. did you see him playing a big role? I, I just didn't see it. You happening. know, he's a playmaker who makes plays, and I don't know how you could have too many of those guys if you're set all over the place. So to me, he's a listen. I I understand. It's a luxury item. It's a luxury item. He's been here three years and he hasn't made plays. That's what I was just gonna say. Like you say, he's a playmaker who makes plays, but he's been here for three years. He made some this month, but it's almost like a kid who's been going to school all year and just starts to bring in his homework in April. It's like you've been here for a while. Fair fair enough. It's in its listen, man. Sean Payne. Here's what I'll say. (laughs) You realize the Broncos just drafted a kicker who's 29 years old, essentially with the seventh round pick. I had to look it up. How many kickers do you think have been drafted in the last three years? Drafted. Drafted kickers? Meaning you have a value of a draft pick. In the last round. three years? In the last three years, how many kickers do you think were drafted? I'll, I'll say I didn't know unless I'll, I looked it up. Oh, God. I'll say four. Five. Okay. Very close. Okay. Five. Three last year. One in oh, 2022 wow. and one in 2021. Okay. But three last year. My point is, it's just rare to use a draft pick, period, for a kicker. It just doesn't happen all that often. But Sean Payton believes in him. It's Sean Payton's team. Talking about Will Lutz. I'm talking about Will Lutz. Yeah. And now I'm talking about Albert O. Because again, something about Albert O did not click with Sean Payton. In fact, I had a video and uh, I, I think I retweeted it. And it was Sean Payton barely, 
given any props to Albert O. Um, well, we played that week. yesterday. Oh, we played it. It was okay. a four-second clip. That's right. So I said, like, l- right. listen to That's where right. he talks about Jared right. Stidham for 15 seconds, and then he talks about Albert O for four. And I think you can glean a lot from that. But here's what I'll say about Sean Payton. You're like, he's a Sean Payton staff, and of course you're right. But this is now three staffs in a row who have turned their nose up at Albert O. It started with Vic Fangio's sure, staff, sure. Hackett's staff, sure. after three, four games. I know you wouldn't let Hackett's judgment be your compass in this conversation, but that's three staffs in a row that's like, and then he's on Netflix. <laughs> the star of Swamp Kids. Oh, we'll get into it, man. He is the enemy. He was the fuel to the Florida fire, according to that documentary. Oh, I haven't Pers- watched that yet. Personally. Like, no, Sean, have you seen it? <laughs> Between the hedges, bro, going oh, for three straight. Oh my this god! This year, first time in modern history that Georgia go. I mean, goodness, I can't wait for this to kick off this weekend. Yeah, Cannot we'll wait with everyone. I mean, every all the broadcasters and now you know people making the the big bucks over there on ESPN. I feel like they're all picking Alabama though. You know, to well, you. I think you're just. It. I think you're just betting on? against history. Like if it's, I think it's tough for someone to go out and say, "Yeah, this is going to happen" when we've literally never seen it. But if anyone's ever in position to do it, it's Kirby Smart and those boys in Athens. Well, Goodness gracious! Let me, let me. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, but this is just too good, Zach. With you're here, yeah. And, and no, Sean's yeah. here. Okay, and we're gonna replay Sean Payton's press conference talking about all the moves he just had it. We're getting it together. We'll replay that in about 10 minutes. Great. But uh, yeah, don't go anywhere, Nosha. Just hang out there for a second. Get on that mic. So in this documentary about Florida, they show that Georgia owned Florida one year. And I do not know, Sean, I, I'm sorry I forget the years about it, but it was one year where uh, you guys just destroyed Florida. Am, am I right about that? Yeah, I think it was uh, 08. 08? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah 08. And Noshan was going off. I was going crazy. He was going was crazy. Going crazy. The field, you know? <laughs> he was He was getting in their faces. I mean, and it was, I mean, dude, it was crazy how just dominant Noshan was against Florida. Maybe it wasn't crazy, but it, it, they made a big deal of it. And it humiliated Florida. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, it's been, it was a couple years that we, that we, you know, didn't ever beat Florida. It was, it was a couple, probably like two years, three years where, you know, Georgia just couldn't get over the hump of being Florida. So, you know, going into that one, they thought it was going to be just another one of those games. So, Zach, they go on, because this is covering like a four or five year period for Florida. Yeah. So they come to the next year where Florida's, you know, got it all going. And who's the yep. linebacker who got in your face? He stood over you, the whole thing. What was his name, man? I don't know. It was probably Spikes. He, uh, it wasn't Spikes. It was, was, it, it, Spikes? was it Tickia? Or, it had uh, to be Spikes. It wasn't. Uh, it was the other guy there. It was, really? um, dang it, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. The, uh, 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 Tyler sure Spikes? Brandon Spikes? It had to be Brandon Spikes, though, because he had a thing. Well, he, somebody who drilled you. You got, you we got. We all get hit, man. Oh, no, 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 no doubt about it. But anyways, maybe it was Spikes. And he, he hits you, and then the whole documentary is like, Look what we did to No Shot. Look how we and he said, oh, look what we did to No Shot. And I'm watching this and I'm just laughing about, you know? about my guy No Sean being like enemy number one. Yeah, I, gotta, I gotta bring out the best of of, of these teams. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's what that's what happened. You're still a top ten rusher in Georgia history, both single season and career. Crazy. I only yeah, played man. two years, you know, so that like 
Yeah, yeah you were almost 3,000 yard rusher in two years. If I was, you know, stay for four. Shoot, nowadays with the NIL and things like that and their facilities, hey, I'm hey. like, I'll stay four. Hey, right. nowadays as a running back, you get paid more if you stayed for four That's rather than coming into the NFL. Right. Right. You know, for that yeah. big two, three year NFL career that running backs get these oh, days. Oh, my goodness. So, I, so you haven't seen it yet. But I, no, I just can't. I can't. So you won't. So you're purposely it. not watching. I'm purposely not watching. I can't watch anything about the Gators. I hate the Gators. And, 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 and you know, people are texting me and like, "Hey, you're in this documentary." I'm like, "Bro, I don't care. I don't want to watch it. Not one bit." Well, you should watch the first part of it because it's awesome. talking about me. Yeah. No. Well, the first part is like you're kicking butt. And right. then maybe after you kick butt, turn it turn off. It off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It, it probably was spikes because I, we, me and him, kind of went at it. Even you know, in the league, where it was like, all right, I'm, it ran deep. I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm gonna go ham. Well, well, shoot, when they when he played for for the uh, Patriots, that was my. Uh, career high in rushing yards. I think I rushed for like two and some change. We still lost. Overtime game. Oh, my goodness. But, hey, I went ham. I had to, you know. You know what's so great, too, is, you know, we're around each other and we're used to the Broncos. I, Zach, I think we kind of forget, because we're here in Denver, big-time SEC football, like what it really is. And I really don't know if the NFL can match it. I mean, maybe at the Super Bowl level. I mean, you're, ta- are you talking about like game day atmosphere. Dude, every game is like like the, yeah. the the biggest thing of all time. Yeah. You're one of those guys in the history of your amazing school in the SEC. I mean, so but like, no, Sean, if I'm gonna pump know. your tires just a little bit more, the only two players in the history of Georgia football that average more rushing yards per game are Herschel Walker and Todd Gurley. That's the list. That's the list. Yeah. Yeah, we have some backs now. Even now, we we have some backs. Yeah, the injury bug is kind of hitting uh, the Georgia Dogs right now, especially at the run in the running back room. But we always keep a nice little stable. Why did you only play two years? I guess I, I don't realize why you only played two uh, years. Well, I redshirted my first year. You redshirted, right. okay. Redshirted gotcha. the first gotcha. year, gotcha. and then you know after three years, I was like, might as well just. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I didn't realize you had redshirted. It just how many memories do you bring back of that time as we're right on the precipice of college football these days. Well, yeah, think about it. I mean, because we had some really great teams. I mean, we had Stafford there, you know, at, at the QB position, some really great um, offensive skill players, and the defense was doing well also. So, I mean, yeah, you think about those times, but, man, they just passed all those memories with all the chips that they're winning now, what Kirby is doing with the team. And, sure, they haven't, like we like Zach said, I mean, they have another chance of, you know, repeating for the third time. Dude. Tr- Three-peat. Which take, is crazy. You take more pride in being a Bulldog or a Bronco? Come on, why are you doing me like that? <laughs> he, 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 he dirty right now. That's what you're supposed to do. That's a great question. Come on, man. What is That's it? That's tough. But, now, nah, I mean, the dogs. The dogs are awesome, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I go back there. I try to catch at least one or two games a year. They always show love to the alum. So, I bet. Um, I can't imagine. No Sean back on campus. Oh, oh, that, that, that didn't happen in my era. You, you, know, single, in the, you single or married? Uh, no, no, I have a girlfriend. Okay, you know, well, you know. I have a girlfriend. Yeah, but make that trip a little bit more interesting if you're single. Look at Stacey. <laughs> you didn't go need to do that. You didn't go need to do. Yeah. I've actually met No Sean's girlfriend multiple times. Of course, times. Nice. no, no, no. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. So, but big time college football, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> college football is crazy. I mean, well, like got, I said, no, hey, hey, all right. That question was not out of bounds. If you see this documentary, no, you, you, you have to see this We're all thinking it. You, you just don't need to go <laughs> say, <laughs> say it. Somebody's got to say it. <laughs> That's why I said no. Show back on campus. Let's oh, go. My <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, nice, but like, like Kirby invites all the guys back, you know, so it's great to great. see that, you know, guys that went to the school and now they're making their career in the NFL be on the sideline, you know what I mean? That's kind of cool. I mean, we didn't have that in the in the Mark Rick era. No. 
We right. just see no former players. Right. So what an, what an environment. I like the documentary. People have given it some um, slings and arrows because it whitewashes some, you know, they really Stuff don't. Was going on well, there. they don't talk about Cam Newton. They really don't go into the Pouncey brothers. Not that there's big time. They mm-hmm. don't go into Aaron Hernandez or follow up with that. Mm-hmm. They kind of ignore everything. Urban Meyer helped produce it. Although, see, uh, okay. see, 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 hold, hold on. Let me just say, that's my least, least favorite part about these modern day documentaries. Because people don't agree to do them now without creative control. Right. That's mm-hmm. from the last dance to this documentary. Right. It's like everything gets painted in this picture that, you know, kind of misrepresents some stuff that, that actually took place. So, yeah, mm. th- that doesn't shock me at all that he's a producer. So on it's it. tricky because you, un- but he looks like a jerk, even though he signed off on that. That's how big of a jerk Urban Meyer is. He still <laughs> looks like a jerk. That's probably the good stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. If this is the good stuff, yeah. what, what's, the, what's the other stuff? So, um, thank you. Thank you, my man. Uh, anyway, it's, it's great to have Sean here, and we'll chop it up and have some fun with it. We'll hear from uh, Sean Payton here in a second. Love it, man. But, Love yeah, it. We'll have a good time. Today. Yeah, it's a, fun day to, uh, it's a fun day to be doing this. It's kind you of know, the, it's, the team comes into focus. I'm super mm. glad Sean's here. I do, my heart does break for these guys who got cut. It, it does. And I think a lot of them will bounce back on their feet. A lot of them will end up on practice squad. But I just but think. But most of them won't, though. You know how many players hit the open market here? Today, eleven hundred, eleven hundred and something players. Mm. I mean, it, it just most of these guys. And I said this to Stoke yesterday. Like for for me, it's like you know, playing basketball, or, or or say even make it to the professional level. Mm. You can still go out and play basketball. Yeah, football. When you take off that helmet and shoulder pads for the last time, you can't go out and play football again. And that's I think my my least favorite part is like these guys that you know it's just like you never know you're. You're never aware that it's your last time to put on the pads. So it's one of those days, so we'll take it, you know, we'll, happy to be here and all that. But, you know, hey, man, it's it's a heavy day, too. And I think it's a tough day for the coaches and GMs. There's a lot invested in this stuff. But we're here to cover all of it. And what a twist with Albert O. If you missed the twist with Albert O, stick around. You'll hear from Sean Payton coming up next.